I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and as usual, I'm on my own. So I'm on my own because this is kind of a little mini podcast again. This is the Super Bowl party prep. Now I'm going to run through a bit of news, some stuff that's out there, some coaching changes. Uh, I might even go for Clown of the Week. I haven't really decided yet because this is not, not an off-the-cuff one, but um, I don't know if I'm going to go full podcast on you. But first things first, Packers are not playing in London. It, you see, I can't get into banter, I can't talk to myself. Well, they do, but if I do it on the podcast, I get committed. So, uh, the Packers aren't coming to London. People thought that they were going to come over to the Rams, and we received an awful lot of pictures from people, uh, which is that really clickbaity picture with the Packers versus the Rams on it at Twickenham Stadium. It was supposed to be, it was done. Um, and again, from what we heard in the media from Mark Murphy and some people who say that they're in the know, uh, because we ended up in a Green Bay Press Gazette article um, just by talking to rich ryman who's who's a good guy so we we're just chanting him and uh, all of a sudden these quotes showed up in the paper so yeah that was a bit dodgy that we didn't go screw this we're going to support the patriots instead no why would we um so yeah so people in the know so there's obviously there's people over here in the uk and we get bombarded with messages you know we've had people that like i do crowd control at wembley and this is what i hear and then other people that deem themselves to be more senior but look we always take that stuff with a with a pinch of salt so that sort of people in the know sometimes that can be people who say that they're in the know and also from what mark murphy was saying see the thing is like you know these games aren't just decided on that day and it's like oh but that's where they're gonna play so there'll be rumblings about this and we'd like to think that i don't know maybe we'd be involved in some way in the prep to come over here to mobilize the fans and you know get tailgates going and all the rest so hopefully if you know if there is a bigger sign that things are going to happen that we'll be privy to it and also if you're listening to the podcast if you're a member if you follow us on twitter instagram and all the rest is that hopefully this is what our plan would be is that we'd have loads of events on the on the weekend and we know that the packers would do that as well uh, and coordinate with us and also that hopefully we could do something like block booking tickets to make sure that it's a real home game we're not just scattered amongst everybody that's a big massive gang of us going which i'm sure um would be fantastic so that's what we're going for uh, and again we we see this so we have sort of ties with the packers now uh we've grinded hard for almost it's almost the group is almost five years how crazy is that we're a couple of months off five years old and the stuff that we've achieved together through all of this journey has been great the people that we've met has been fantastic so um what what we don't like to see out there really is that when the results come out that people go back at the packers and say what do you hate your fans right they don't hate their fans and it's not down to the packers and that's the main thing the the packers over in america love their fans and we're sick to the face again well they're never going to give up a home game yeah yeah we know we know we know we know um but the problem is the packer fans travel really really well um so that's the that's the issue and the packers are a top tier team they're a perennial uh super bowl contender every year so you know it's the home team that the packers are going to play that don't want to give it up and we we heard that from you know all of the people in the Packers organization it came out by Adam Popkey came out again in the media and said look this is the reason why is because the tickets are higher tier tickets um some teams will do them in sort of packages because not every team's like the Packers obviously they don't they haven't sold out season tickets since the 60s um and technically every Packers home game is a sellout 
um, and that's been going since the Lombardi era, even through the crappy years. So other teams aren't like that. They bundle the tickets together like Irish rugby matches and sell the crap one with the good one. And the good one is the Packers one. And that's why, you know, each home game is worth $15 million in Green Bay. So it'd be worth, you know, something similar or more elsewhere with the fans traveling in. They jack up the prices or whatever. So the Packers don't hate us uh, and they do want to come over. And we know for a fact that the team are lobbying to try to get over here. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to come. We interviewed Mark Murphy. He says he wants to come over. There's a big appetite for the Packers to come over to this side. So don't think for an instant that the Packers don't love us. They are aware of us. Even if David Bakhtiari was over watching a Liverpool game and didn't even contact us, right? Dave, listen, buddy. Don't be too good for it, okay? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, anyway, so Packers are not coming to London, but there are some corking games. I mean, three of the games that are coming over are from playoff teams. So the Seahawks are coming over, which aren't a playoff team, but they're sort of seen as a perennial playoff team. Second time we've used that this podcast. Apologies. Um, the Titans would be the flip side. They're a, are a playoff team, and I'm doing air quotes right now. They're a playoff team, but not really, um, because they you know should have got waxed by the Chiefs. So shame on you, Chiefs. Um, but we all know the obvious news of the night is the fact that Aaron Rodgers has got himself a new missus. He's going out with Danica Patrick. I know, drum rolls, fireworks are going off. It's fantastic. Now, come here. I don't like these stories uh, in the news. M- more so that I don't care. But I do believe that if you are an NFL player and if you're the best NFL player in the league or up there in the higher echelon, um, who- whoever you go out with, is going- you're going to end up in the news. It's as simple as that, right? Not unless you do a Matt Damon on it and you, you, know, you go out with a non-famous person. That takes the heat off a little bit. Um, but if you're a famous NFL player, you cannot pick and choose whether you appear in the news. I don't read the stories. I don't really care. But every time Aaron Rodgers appears in the Daily Mail, my mom will send me a message as if I hadn't, you know, as if it hadn't been tweeted about a billion times and she'll say, hey, check this out. So Olivia Munn, when they broke up, I got the message in from my mom. When Danica Patrick, when that thing broke, got a message in from my mom. Look, the only thing I'm taking from the Danica Patrick thing is she's a Bears fan and she says she's going to cheer for the Packers. Now, if Aaron Rodgers can go around, right, and start dating women to convert them into Packers fans, so he's taking away a Bears fan and replacing it with a Packers fan, that's a twofer. That's a twofer right there. So if he can do that, then I'm happy about it. I'm happy. Good on you, Aaron. Otherwise, big giant, who cares? Um, So we did an experiment as well uh, on the tweet machine and I'm sick of seeing all these messages right because they always get 72 billion retweets where someone says hi i'm a teacher and i want to teach my kids about internet safety please retweet this and then there you go it's like you know 72,000 retweets and now that you like a message and it comes up on your timeline like a retweet stuff like i like toast hashtag toast you know gets 75,000 retweets so that thing i saw this teacher thing come up and i was like jesus like surely we can send a Packers tweet around the world just to see where everybody's based and to see the people following the UK Packers because we're not all from the UK and Ireland. You know, there's there's European fans all over the place and also worldwide fans. So, you know, we know we've lads in Hungary. We've got the Spanish Packer fans. We've got the Brazilian Packer fans, you know, and we've got booster groups in the, in the US as well. So I said that I'd send out a tweet and I'd announce the results on the podcast. And I'm delighted to say that we had 295 retweets, 223 likes. And let me just check the comments. 346 comments. 
Right, now the tweet said retweet and then comment and some of these didn't get it just were quoting the tweet but that's fine because it's great because we got to see where he's were. So let me just read out some of the countries. I'm just going to scroll down through it. So again, we have some of uh, all the Atomies out there. So we've Birmingham in there and then we have people having a bit of argy-bargy whether it was actually Bar- Birmingham. Uh, Barrow in Furness in Cumbria. We had Welsh Packer fans, dudes from Colorado Springs. We had New Mexico in there, Madrid, Spain, uh, Indiana. A uh, couple from Leicester. Big shout out to to Big Phil and Vicky. Uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, Aaron Cawthorn in Hull, who's coming to our Super Bowl party. Shout out to Georgina Westley, who designed, which I have up in my uh, podcast studio right now. It's the Green Bay, Wisconsin photo. A3, beautiful frame. Bit of TK Maxx action. Oh, thank you. So it's very nice. Get that up in the in the home office. We've got Dallas, Texas, Derby. Um, just an unbelievable uh, outpouring. And one thing I found out actually that was interesting. So Packers France is actually the dudes in Canada. So that's great. So it's, you know, French speaking. Uh, we have Alexander Rasmussen, who's in Denmark. Uh, Jordan Wilson, Cardiff. Uh, Andy, our very own Andy Davies in Hartlepool. Um, so that's good. Yeah, Packers France are in Montreal in Canada. Uh, Russ de Carteret in Wiltshire, England. And he has a little dustbin sign. I don't know whether that's representative of where he lives. Sarah Comer, Liverpool. Look, I'm not going to go through the names, but there's a, there's a ton of Packer fans out there. But this is what we find difficult about this whole deal is that every time there's an international series game or the Packers are on TV, we get a little influx of people who've just found us. It's very hard to get found out there. It's very hard to get your name around. And on the flip side, like we were in Wisconsin and we were walking around the Hall of Fame and we had our UK Packers tees on. And someone come up and said, oh my God, you guys are the UK Packers. We said, yeah, how do you know? Oh, I follow you on Instagram. I follow you just for the last number of years. So that's really cool that you're reaching people you don't know you're reaching. It's very hard to quantify it. If you like the group and you have a mate who's a Packers fan, just tell him, you know, send him an odd text and say, hey, bro, do you see these dudes? And let them know because the time will come. The Packers are only one of three teams now that haven't come to London. They're going to come to London. They want to come to London. We can't give you a strong enough hint. So... There's a good game next season with the Chargers where their stadium is tiny and they will get all of the revenue and especially they're displaced. You know, they don't have that sort of diehard fan base. Now, they could have got it this season because they had a fantastic run almost to the playoffs. So that might happen. But the Chargers could end up uh, having a game in 2019, I should say, um, over in London. And that'd be a cracker of a game. That's the first game that the UK Parks actually went to see in Lambo was against the Chargers. Brilliant game. Philip Rivers, um, you know, fantastic quarterback on a team that constantly gets injured, has weapons, but keeps getting injured. So tell people about the group. The more people we have, the more sway we have, the more power we have, and then we can get stuff done um, on this side of the pond. So that would be great. So thanks to all the people that are uh, after retweeting that. Some more Packers news floating around out there. Demarius Randall had to get hand surgery. So there's another one. Uh, Apparently it was bugging him all season. Uh, So he's the second Packer now to have undergone surgery in the off-season with Clay Matthews. And I read this quote, getting his knee cleaned out, like, I've got the Dettol before and cleaned out the L shower, but I've never got my own knee cleaned out. So um, that's an odd one. Maybe it's old age, uh, like myself. So, yeah, that that's two of them. And uh, as well as that, I think I will do it. I'll, I'll do Clown of the Week, but I'll leave the jingle for a second. So let's go through the coaches. Now, these haven't been confirmed officially by the Packers website, um, but we, we know them to be true. So... Uh, by all the journal geniuses out there. Joe Philbin is back as offensive coordinator. So he was the offensive coordinator uh, with the Packers. He's not expected to call plays. It says in on ESPN, I believe, uh, that he will not call plays. I, and again, 
my thing is, is how do they know? And I suppose you know because Mike McCarthy's not going to relinquish the play call and we saw that happen with Tom Clements. It's not happening again. Albeit Joe Philbin has been a head coach in Miami and he has his wherewithal about him. So the Packers offense didn't finish outside the top 10 uh, when he was in that role. So uh, next, according to Rob Domofsky, we have Frank uh, Signetti. So he's the new quarterback coach. Alex Van Pelt has moved on. Uh, Jim Hostler has come from the Colts as well, which is where Philbin's last job was. And he's going to be the, the wide receivers coach um, because Luke Getty, our previous coach, has buggered off to Minnesota, or sorry, Mississippi State um, to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, ben Sermons, running backs coach, staying. Brian Angelico, staying, tight ends coach. Uh, Edgar Bennett has just signed with the Raiders, so he's going to be um, on John Gruden's staff. John Gruden getting $100 million for a 10-year contract, which is just nuts. But that's a clever move because John Gruden's been as we know, a broadcaster, and he's got to go in and sit down with the players, sit down with the coaches, get their coaching philosophy, get a good feel for it, talk to them every single week, see how they think, see how they tick. And it's unbelievable that he's got that job. It's almost like a spy has broken ranks and now he's become a coach. Now, he's been out of the game a long time, so whether he'll actually be any use, who knows. James Campen, uh, he's the offensive line coach. He's been with the Packers now for a long time. Um, on defense, and this is where the clown comes in, but I'm not going to talk about it for a second. For a second, Joe Witt uh, comes back, so he interviewed to become a defensive coordinator, and he was the quarterbacks coach who famously got called out by uh, Charles Woodson as being just a fantastic influence on his career. Um, and then we see, you know, the defensive line and all that stuff getting cleared out. Ron Zuck is back, uh, special teams coach, and Jason Simmons, his assistant, is back as well. So here's where clown of the week comes in. So, um, right, let me run the music. <laughs> Clown of the Week So our new defensive coordinator is Mike Petten who's coming from the well his most recent you know high profile job is with the Browns so he was head coach of the Browns but he was defensive coordinator with Rex Ryan with the Jets from 2009 to 2012 and then he went to the Bills in 2013 so um, I put up this photo on our instagram saying what his dvoa was as defensive coordinator because when you take total defense i mean you could play a, a fantastic schedule look for instance whoever gets the nfc south next year has to play three playoff teams in the falcons the saints and the panthers so if you come up against them you know if they keep up that caliber well then your strength of schedule is going to be insane and you're going to be running into a buzzsaw potentially if they keep that level of play. So if you get another division, you know, with the likes of the Browns, you know, an 0-16 team and you're going to wax them uh, day in, day out. So, or all day long, I should say. So, you know, you can't take total defense as a good reflection. You have to look at your strength, strength of schedule, the wins that that team had. And sort of do a weighted average of, of how your defense does. And, and that's effectively what the DVOA ranking does. So I put up a picture of, of Mike Petten's DVOA. And with the Jets, in 2009-2012, his rankings were 1st, 5th, 2nd, and 2nd in the league. And when he went to the Bills in 2013, he was 4th. So I got this absolute clown on Instagram coming in saying... You know, like you can't, like an angry little man. An angry little man is how I refer to him. I went onto his profile to have a snoop after he started throwing just vitriolic abuse. And, you know, he just... This guy thinks he's a tough guy, gets a few tats, grows his beard long, wears some bandanas, and drives a pickup truck and just thinks that, you know, he's he's going to bash away in the keyboard 
um, and kick your ass via words. So he got on and like instantly off the bat, like, oh, you know, the BS Packers fan, throwing all types of, I'm not going to say it's personal, he doesn't know who we are, um, but all these like dopey insults about how clueless and all that we were. Now, we get that a lot. Well, not a lot, but we get that sometimes from uh, some of an American audience, let's say. And I know we have an awful lot of American listeners to the podcast. And I don't want to sort of taint all American listeners with the same brush. Of course not. That would be ridiculous. However, the same way as, you know, English soccer fans will scoff at an American soccer fan. Uh, we get the same sometimes. So you get the fact that you're UK and Irish. They just go, don't know what you're talking about. You know, and that's kind of annoying. Um, because we cover this stuff day in, day out, all day long, uh, you know, breed this stuff. And the only way that we can get the info and offer all the time is reading it. We don't have dedicated channels over here. Sky Sports do a great job, but we don't have NFL Network, for instance. So we have to consume everything that we get. So, you know, he tried to dispute the fact and, and start saying, oh, it's all bull. So I just said to him, I said, literally just Google Mike Petton DVOA and you'll get the answer on the second result. That wouldn't do. No, I'm not doing that bullshit. No way. And then I was like, okay, well, here's the link for you. And so I can't click on that made up link. And I was like, it's it's not a made up link. I wouldn't make up a really long link just, just to try, you know, masquerade that whatever. And he was so lazy that he wouldn't even look it up himself. Absolute clown. And then I don't know why I even did it is I went and DM'd him the screenshot of the article showing all of the stats and where we got back up from. And he got back with total defense. And I had to explain to this dope what DVOA was, which is ridiculous to say. And guess guess who he supported? Vikings. Brilliant. So, I don't know. Absolute dope. And that leads me to the next thing. Is everyone annoyed and pissed off that the Vikings won it in the in the end? Like, I was, I'm doing this thing. I've been asked by Betbride to do some coverage. And I'm doing some coverage. And I picked the Vikings to win um, because I thought that they would win with you know how well put together that that team is this year and i do think it's a microcosm and i do think they will falter next year i don't think this is the making of a dynasty and i don't like the vikings but i don't know i'm not i'm not that upset um that they've gone the distance to be honest um the way they bet the saints was bold that you know marcus williams jesus christ he's gonna go back he's gonna go down as just infamy like he's gonna go into the history books as just the worst tackle ever like, listening back to the explanations, I kind of get it. He didn't want to get done with a penalty, you know, waxing this guy if he thought that he didn't catch the ball. He also tackled him that way because he didn't want to put him out of bounds and stop the clock and then give them the field goal to win it. I get all of that, but, you know, it has to be, like, backs to the wall, all out full throttle to, to do that. That's just nuts. And all of these stories coming out, and, yes, I feel bad for the guy because he's always going to remember. Like, like Brandon Bostick is always going to be remembered for that balls play in the nfc championship game the only thing with the packers was is that that came down to about 27 different just catastrophes on the night so it wasn't just down to bostic even though he should have just stuck with his assignment but on the same token we saw what happened uh with the aaron Rodgers hail mary uh into the lion's end zone you know richard rogers was never supposed to catch that he was supposed to box out players in the end zone but he saw the opportunity saw it come to him and, and came down with the ball and in fact who was it was it Devonte adams i think or someone was meant to come down with an issue but they overran and went to the back of the end zone and they got boxed out instead so there's an example of where it works and there's another example of of where it doesn't work and i've seen criticism of the saints for you know not throwing a pass on 
uh, on third and one, which is just ridiculous. Of course, you run the ball, but then, you know, people say, oh, well, they could have got the first down and been too. But that's the thing, you get penalised for being too clever. I hated the way that game ended. It was fantastic to watch, and the videos from down on the field, the noise is incredible. That stadium, talk about home field advantage, unbelievable. But I'm not so. I don't want to dump on the Vikings too much. I, does no one else think that they deserve it? They've they've put it together on defense, played well on offense. Case Keenum's you know played it of his skin. They've shown from as a coaching perspective that they're able to come in with a third string quarterback in Case Keenum. You know who's fighting with his job with a guy that nowhere that sun rose and set in in Jared Goff on hard knocks, and he's coming in and doing the business. Adam Thielen has been uncoverable. Stephon Diggs has been uncoverable at times you know Kyle Rudolph was one of the best tight ends in the game like you know you have to be impressed surely by the team I know we hate the Vikings and I really don't want them to win the Super Bowl mostly because we have a ton of tweets and memes that we put out slagging them off about not winning the Super Bowl and like look come on they're all going to be wasted but anyway I don't know I'm not as down on it tweet us and let us know what you think I mean is it always just hate I think I'd be just staunchly against the Bears no matter what but the Vikings and I know the rivalry is almost as old and I know there's that whole Brett Favre thing but I don't know I'm not so upset about it this year for some reason maybe because we were dumped out so early that it's not kind of they got it over us that you know we didn't really stand a chance who knows but anyway Super Bash preparation today was supposed to be the last day that you could book tickets to our Super Bash we're going to extend it and this is not one of those things that it's trying to force you to buy a ticket last minute to like you know fake into like oh it's exclusive because anything we do we're honest with it because we're a fan club not a business so this is for real. We were supposed to pay over the money. We got a bit of a stay on it because we have a couple of tickets left and we've had people inquiring and sort of faffing around whether they're going to buy a ticket. There is still tickets for the Super Bash and there is 11 tickets. So we have 11 tickets left. Once they're gone, they're gone. We cannot sell anymore because the room capacity doesn't doesn't fit that amount of people. It's 120 room capacity and we've got 11 tickets left. It's going to be banging. So it's £25 per ticket. And there's twin rooms to be booked in the Ramada Hotel. So it's the Ramada Hotel in Sutton Coldfield in Birmingham. You can still get really cheap flights, even from Ireland. But you, I booked mine late, trying to get time off work. And I could only go on the Saturday. So there's still flights that were a tenner up to like last week. So the price of the actual bash itself is £25. You don't have to book the hotel if you don't want to. If you're local, just drop down after buying your tickets you have to buy in advance because we need to pay all of this money over to the venue and like i've said before uh, this isn't going into our pocket we're actually out of pocket with this super bash this is the first time that we've hosted it ourselves and we need to pay for some gear so we're going to be running some raffles on the night to try um bulk up a bit of cash to pay off the pa systems and all the rest so the ticket price is 25 pounds that's the lowest we could get it and the room price is 35 pounds per person for a twin room or double if you're a couple or whatever so that's £60 all in, which is ridiculous. So what do you get for that £25? You don't have to stay. You get your Super Bash tickets. You get American-style buffet food. We have the private function room. There's nobody else uh, nobody else there but us. We have the PA system to do raffles and stuff on the night. We're going to have Game Pass going with all of the old games. Um, you know, Packers only. Uh, if you buy the... the hotel stay you get your one night stay with breakfast at that discounted rate unlimited use of the gym and sauna there's a field out the back of the hotel which was the main pulling point for this is that we can play our flag on site so you can check in at 12 or whatever um or whatever time it is drop off your bags and get changed go out onto the field have a game of flag we can play till it's dark or whatever and then we can go back in you can get your shower and then you can get food 
either around the area or in the hotel itself. Um, we have all the flag gear, so you don't need to worry about that. We have a big screen for the game and theater-style seating, uh, so none of this sort of round-table crap that you get at weddings. We've paid for the extended bar, so you get the bar extension, and we're going to have entertainment on the light, like DJs, and we're trying to secure some comedians and stuff like that, right? So this is going to be absolutely ridiculous. How do you book it? PayPal. So if you go to PayPal, you can send £25 to info at ukpackers.co.uk, and if you want to book the hotel room, you need to call the Ramada Hotel and just quote that you're with the UK Packers on the night. And they'll book you on that special rate reservation, which is £70 for a twin room. That includes breakfast. So if you get in with another fella or another girl or whatever, then you get the room for £35. Excellent value. You can Google the number, but I'm going to give it to you on the podcast just for convenience. It's an England number. It's 0121-351-3111. The Ramada Hotel in Sutton Caulfield in Birmingham. So from Birmingham Airport, BHX, it's about 20 minutes in a car. So in an Uber, about 20 pounds or whatever. And also, I think you can get trains and stuff like that into it. Okay. So that's the deal. 11 tickets left. We'd love to fill the room. We'd love it to be just a roaring sellout success for our first ever hosted Super Bowl party. Before now, you know, we were hooking up with other people and other groups and going to different venues and going to, you know, event planners who had gigs on. We were sharing it with the Gridiron guys who are, you know, our friends over at Gridiron who we do work for as well. Uh, we were going in with their party and we were checking people in. But this is our first one on our own and this Birmingham place, because it has the field outside, because of the low price of the hotel rooms and the good food. And the, the we have a few lads who live in Birmingham who really were behind this idea, um, including Matt Teasdale. He's helped us out a lot. For, so big shout out to Matt. Um, this is going to be a fantastic event. 11 tickets left. No more than that. Be sure to, to, to get it done. And look, if you don't have PayPal, uh, shoot us a DM. You can Facebook us at UK Packers. Get into the closed group as well, I'd advise. Um, talk to people who are going if you need a roommate or whatever to lower the cost. Or we can try hook that up for you as well. And if you don't have PayPal, we can send you an invoice effectively and then you can just pay through a link. And you can do that as well. Going to be a great night. Uh, going up against our heads abroad. So don't delay, 11 tickets. So that's the podcast, mini podcast, a lot of stuff to cover. Still got clown of the weekend, happy days. And after the Super Bowl party is done and everything starts to wind down, we're going to start cranking up the podcast to, to, you know, give you some material to listen to and to keep that Packers flame alive throughout the off season. It's a long off season, but it doesn't be long in coming around. In fairness, when you have the draft and then you've got the summer and all the rest. Um, and it's a nice break here at UK Packers HQ from the madness. And we'll be gearing up then for the new season. Um, and on top of that, I mean, you know, we're trying to get the video stuff going. I've been watching far too much of Casey Neistat and his vlogs. Um, so, you know, he was doing a daily vlog every day. And that's an idea too. Maybe we do a daily podcast for 10, 15 minutes just with little tidbits of stuff from Packers history and stuff that's going on. And uh, maybe we do something like that. But look, the big plans and the big podcasts and all of that exciting stuff is probably going to come in after everything else starts to wind down and we get our feet underneath us again and the madness dies down and work. I'm sure everybody else is out there, especially in a financial services job is is you know up to the walls so follow the group at uk packers on twitter uh give me a follow if you want that's nfl go to instagram follow at uk packers on that as well we like to put out some funny memes um, and we like to hear your comments on that get on to facebook at uk packers as well you see the trend and also uh, i'd like to give a plug to the closed group that we have on there if you get in there's some some great banter in there 
um, and it's a private group as well so every, anything you say is just to, to members of the group and we do vet the members that come in you have to request um, a membership not because we're trying to be Billy Big Balls but more so that we want to make sure because you get an awful lot of spam and we have a ton of spam coming in these randomers who've just joined Facebook two days ago who want to uh, get into the group so that's all for the podcast I'll be back in a week oh and before I leave uh, a special mention to Lisa Bergstrom who commented and said that it would be a nice birthday treat um, if I give her a shout out on the podcast so Lisa uh, we see you. We see your interaction with the group. You've been following us and behind us for a couple of years. So big shout out to you and happy birthday to you um, on today, the 15th of Jan. It's goodbye for now.